Welcome to Every Business Counts, the podcast which shows how money and numbers can support you to build a sustainable business. My name is Lynn Mann and I'm an accountant and a coach with over 20 years experience. In each episode, I will be exploring how money and your business numbers can help amplify the impact you want to make by focusing on purpose and profit. Because every business counts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Every Business Counts. My name's Lynn Mann and today I'm going to be looking at cash flow challenges. Now for this episode what I've done is I've asked questions of two fellow accountants. I've asked them to talk about the challenges that they see in cash flow. Now the first accountant I've spoken to is Katie Hurst. Katie's based in Australia and she is a financial literacy expert who has a passion for eradicating financial anxiety and also a penchant for automating systems to maximize profits, which is something she finds fun. You can find out more about Katie on katiehurst.com.au. The other accountant I spoke to is Sue Jackson, who's based in the UK. Sue is a business coach whose aim is to help business owners future-proof their businesses and find its hidden value so that they are then ready for potential investment or for sale. You can find out more about Sue at awakenedenterprise.com. Now, the one thing that was really interesting was that despite both Sue and Katie looking at different sides of a cash flow problem, there are actually similarities in part of the root cause they highlighted, which is looking longer term. For cash flow, we often think in that 90-day period or that short-term period, but making sure we understand our cash in the long term is something they've both highlighted as really key. As you know, cash is something that can't be ignored. Now, it doesn't matter if you're cash rich or cash poor. As I've mentioned in other episodes, understanding how that cash flow works is important for your business. Now, there's a business owner I know who runs uh, an educational trips business, and he once told me that for him, his cash flow was like a whale. So it would get some food, and then it had to dive deep, really deep, and live off the reserves it had until more food showed up. And for him, this analogy really represented their cash. They would receive deposits for the places on the trips. They would then have to make the pay initial payments to suppliers and ensure that this cash from the deposits was able to cover overheads over a period of time until they received a final payment. So they really had to understand the timing of their cash flows. However, as Katie explains, understanding this isn't purely enough. So let's head on over and see what Katie has to share. Some of the biggest cash flow problems that I've seen um, in businesses nowadays and certainly since the coronavirus and the impact that that's had is lack of planning. Lack of planning on the business owner's part. So a lot of people fall into business and work on the assumption that their business is going to be profitable and they tend to equate turnover and sales with profit, but they're not. They're two vastly different things, right? Um and in that process too, they're not actually 
thinking about the future and what this business is meant to be delivering for them individually as families, um, for their employees and for the local community. So because they're not engaging their accountants, they're not creating any type of strategic plan for their business. So that is the first issue. The second issue that keeps coming up is this lack of retained earnings. So when a business operates, they obviously have income, less their expenses, any direct costs, and then after they pay their taxes, they have um, net profit. You would want to work with your accountant to have a thought around how much of that money, that net profit, you're going to put aside to reinvest in your business and also potentially to take outside of your business to invest for your family's retirement and the future. But it's just not happening. So what's happening because people are equating turnover to profit is that any of the sales that are coming in after some of the business overheads are being paid, that money's walking straight back out the door there's no forethought about how much money that that client might need as some type of financial buffer should something happen. That really does have a flow-on effect. It has a massive flow-on effect because that business then, if they're taking out all of their profits as owner's drawings or, or pay for the directors of the business, it's leaving them at ground zero. It's leaving them with no cash in the kitty to actually fund growth and certainly no cash in the kitty to, to sustain or to sustain the business during a, an economic downturn. So by far, they are the biggest things that I've seen happen um, in small business. Lack of strategic planning with the accountant around some type of financial plan for the future of that business and the future of the family that um, is operating the business and also lack of retained earnings, so not keeping enough money in the bank to financially buffer that business should there be some type of economic downturn for them. So the challenges that Katie highlights are the lack of strategic planning and not building sufficient reserves. So again, going back to what I mentioned at the beginning, the lack of a focus on a longer term. Now, for me, this comes back to understanding the purpose of money for you and for your business. So what's the reason of having money for you personally? What is it that you're wanting to create in your life for now and in the future? And what does this look like in terms of numbers? So when you understand this, this is going to start to help you understand actually what you need in terms of cash from your business personally. So when you're looking at the business and what's the purpose of money for for the business, take a step back and just reflect on the story you actually want the business to create. So what's the reason that business exists in the first place? What was it set up to do? Who was it there to help? What is it? What's the impact you want to make with the business? And actually what's important to the business? When you understand these then this will help you to create the strategic plan that Katie talks about. Because all of these parts that I've mentioned are the parts of the story. They actually are all elements that create the compass, the compass that leads you in the direction you're wanting to be going. Now, there's something else I asked Katie to do, which was to talk about the difference between profit and cash. Because often there's that People are not quite sure how they differ and where they should be getting information from. So here's what Katie says about that. Okay, so in terms of 
cash and profit, as I was talking about before, there's a really big difference. If you're getting sales in the door and just say your sales are $10,000 a month, you still have to pay expenses, not just the direct costs, the costs that are associated with the earning of that income, um, but also the operational overheads of the business. This is a really confusing thing for people to wrap their head around. They're seeing sales, they're seeing cash in the bank, and they're thinking, yeah, I've got money to burn, but you just don't. You always have to take into account that any income that you earn, a percentage of that is going to be um, for the direct costs, the immediate costs that you incur as a part of the provision of that service or product. Then there are going to be operational overheads, okay? So rent, utilities, um, wages, uh, if you're in uh, the US, 401k for your employees, or if you're in Australia, it's superannuation. In the, U- in the UK, it might be pension money that you're contributing to for your employees. So there are always going to be ongoing costs that are associated, that, that are associated with the operation of that business. The best way to really see how well that your business is performing is to look at your balance sheet. In my opinion, the balance sheet is everything because it really talks about the the financial strength of your business. So that bottom line that you see on the bottom of your balance sheet after you've had all of your assets, less the liabilities, you've got your equity. Equity is the value of your business. Okay, apart from the fact that it needs to be in the black, a positive number, you want it to be growing each financial year. So profit from your P&L will feed into your balance sheet. The profit after you've paid taxes, that, that bottom line, your net profit comes in as the current year earnings on your balance sheet. It's a synergy between these two reports. The balance sheet, though, is really important because as you're incurring, incurring expenses in your business, they do go off to the P&L. So if I'm getting a rent invoice, okay, I'm putting that, that rent invoice off to on my P&L. But at the same time, I'm also putting it onto my balance sheet because it's a debt that I have to pay in the future. So it's a liability on my business. That review of liabilities is what most business owners just don't look at. They're looking at the immediate cash sales that are coming in the door, but they're not really considering over and above the expenses on their P&L. They're not really considering the long-term debts that may be sitting on their balance sheet that they still have to pay out. So typically, um, the debts that sit on that side are loans. So if you've got people that are giving you investor loans, um, the drawings that you've taken from the business, you still have to take cash from that. You, you still have to pay tax on that as a director of the business. Any money that you have to pay to the tax office will sit as a liability in the balance sheet. So the easiest way to think about the P&L and the balance sheet is really to think about it as a synergy. It's this movement that goes between the P&L and the balance sheet. They're constantly talking to each other. They're constantly moving the numbers around and they're giving you a picture and an understanding of what your business is all about. You always want the equity, the bottom line on your balance sheet to continue to grow positively. In terms of your assets to your liabilities, you definitely want to have a stronger asset position than the debts that you owe in your business, at least one to two. So you want to have two times more assets than what you've got in terms of your liabilities. That's a really important indicator too. Your accounting system will give all of this information to you, but the most important thing that any business owner can do is sit down month in, month out, or as a minimum every quarter with the bookkeeper to review both the P&L and the balance sheet to make sure that not only is the profit still growing and that there's good profit, but from that profit you can pay the taxes, 
but also that the equity position, the end number on your balance sheet is continuing to grow because otherwise you've bought into a job. Um, you may have cash coming to the bank, but that does not mean that your business is financially viable. So what I love that Katie has just highlighted is that you can't just look at one report to understand what's happening in your business. And it isn't just about the sales you've made and the cash that you've got coming into your business. You actually need to be looking at the profits, the business profits as well. And also the financial strengths of the business, which are shown on the balance sheet. However, making your balance sheet appear too strong can also be a liability, as Sue now highlights. So one of the biggest cash flow problems I see in businesses is that they sometimes have a too large cash balance. And this might not be what you expect to hear, but it does happen quite frequently, even during the corona crisis. So the reason a company or or business might accumulate a large cash balance is because the business owner might not need to take money out of the business. They may have other income streams or investments that um, support them. There can be the prestige factor of uh, seeing the bank balance grow over time. There can be a reluctance to to spend money, um, thinking that it's a not a good thing to spend money in a business. Usually it's because they don't have a plan to pay themselves adequately or proportionately for the work they do in the business. And the reason a large cash balance in the business can be a problem or often creates problems is firstly that Money is like, money needs to flow. So money is like blood in the body. If our blood can't circulate freely around the body, um, it creates blockages, it stagnates and, you know, disease starts to creep in. It's the same with money in a business. If the money isn't flowing and circulating where it should do uh, or being used wisely, then it again, it can create blockages and it can stagnate. Which means that although the business looks uh, good on paper, the balance sheet looks good on paper, over time, it's not going to be a sustainable, viable business that's going to grow. And also, another reason is that if the business owner is allowing cash to accumulate or profits and cash to accumulate in the business, And then suddenly needs to take that money out over a short period of time. That can potentially um, mean high personal tax bills. Most countries and tax jurisdictions give allowances for each tax year. And so to maximise those allowances, we we tend to plan to take salary, remuneration and, and other forms of profit out of the business over a period of time. But if we need to do that suddenly, that, you know, say, I don't know, um, business owner wants to retire, they want to sell the business, uh, they want to pay for a child's wedding, or they want to buy a boat, um, or, you know, whatever the reason, that can create uh, a large personal tax bill, which could have been mitigated if, if it had been planned for. And then lastly, it's a problem because there's an opportunity cost in not using that money for the benefit of the business. So 
the cash in the business, some of that cash could have been reinvested. It could have been used to buy software or apps or digital products that will standardize, systemize and automate the business. It could have been used to bring in um, top talent. So, you know, people that will help us grow the business and, and, um, and do the things that we can't do as business owners. So money needs to be used and it needs to be spent. Obviously, over, over, over time, we want more money to come in than money to go out, but it does need, there needs to be that balance of in and out. So my two tips for this situation of having a large cash balance or too large cash balance in the business or to, to make sure you don't get into that situation. And we're not talking about a temporary large cash balance. We're talking about cash that's sitting like a great big pool in the business that's not being used. And it's just growing and growing and growing like a lake that is just sort of bursting its banks and growing and growing and growing. So the first tip is to plan ahead how much you are going to pay yourself as a business owner. Um, Plan it for the year, plan an amount that you take out every month. And obviously you need to do this with your accountant because it can depend um, on the country that you're in as to the most tax efficient way to do this. But normally as a business owner, you would plan a salary or if you're self-employed, you would take drawings. The principle's the same, the the actual the way that you do it might be slightly different, but plan a set amount that you take out of the business that reflects the work and, and effort that you put into the business. Um, also plan, if you're a company director, plan for the dividends that you can take out. So you you essentially you plan a set amount a month, but then maybe quarterly or annually annually you can look at what else, what other cash and profits are available for you to extract as the owner and and find the best way to do that. But it's important to get that rhythm going and plan to review the situation in terms of what's available to take out of the business for you as the owner and then how you're going to do it. And to think ahead that it may be more tax efficient to take an amount each year rather than allow it to accumulate and and then find that you need the money, but it's going to cost you a lot in tax to take it out. So the second tip is to is really to have a a budget, a forecast, a plan for the spend in the company. And again, I would suggest that's monthly and 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 also looking at it annually. There will be expenditure that needs to be paid for monthly. That could be um digital um, software applications, subscriptions that will help you automate your business. Um, it could be a salary for a member of staff who can perhaps a salesperson or a marketing person or whatever skills you need in the business to run and grow the business. Or it could be something that perhaps one, you know, each year you allocate a budget for something exceptional that you want to, um, bring into the business, you might need to create a budget to replace your computers or your laptops every two or three years. You may want to plan for a big conference to, uh, obviously post-COVID world, a big conference where you want to bring all your customers in and, you know, have a sales convention, 
whatever it is, it's planning. It's always about looking at spend and effectively, you know, does the business need it or, and, or will this expenditure actually help us create more sales, more profit, create a return on investment? So those are my two top tips. Now, as Sue's highlighted, having too much cash can also be an issue for a business. And it's not something that we generally think of as an issue for a business. You know, we think that actually having those reserves there are going to um, support our business and be good for our business. And yes, in the short term, they are. But in the longer term, it can make it more difficult to get the money out of your business. And it can also mean your business stagnates and actually becomes financially unsustainable. So some great points highlighted here by Sue. Again, for me, it comes back to understanding the purpose of money for you and your business. And if you haven't taken time to think about those, then do take some time to do so, even if you feel the cash is making you comfortable. And at the same time, take some time to actually become aware of what holding on to your cash is doing for you and your business and what's stopping you, what's stopping you from reinvesting it or perhaps paying yourself more. Is there some sort of belief that's behind this or a story that you're creating? Spending some time reflecting on these and the other issues that Sue and Katie have highlighted will help you in your business. So I really want to thank both Katie and Sue for all their insights today, where they've highlighted a number of issues that if you take the time to reflect on and look at, they will help make your business count. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Business Counts. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not head over to our Facebook group, Every Business Counts, and share what you've enjoyed and your highlights. I look forward to sharing more with you next week. Bye for now.